Turn your TV to channel 3 because it's time for the legend of retro podcast at bx8b.com. That's right. We're back. Episode 12 of The Legend of Retro. I'm your host, Jay. This is Chops. How's it going, Jay? Pretty good. That's so great to hear. I'm, I'm so excited for this week's episode. <laughs> Can you take your retainer out, please? Nope. Okay. It's permanent. I brought my retainer, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we got producer Ethan in the house. Hey, guys. How's it going? Ready to play some video games? I'm so ready to talk about all your video games today. I like that we picked like the Zelda last week. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was neat. <laughs> All right, so episode 12, The Legend of Retro, brought to you by DetroitBeardCollective.com. Check them out for all your facial hair needs. Use the code BXAP at checkout, and you will get 20% off all orders over $25. So again, if you want your face to look the best it can look, check out DetroitBeardCollective.com. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. All right. Okay, I should stop talking like that. Guys, we want to make sure that you check out the BXAP podcast. It airs on Tuesdays, and you can find it at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and BXAP.com. And then, of course, our show, The Legend of Retro, on Thursdays in all the same great locations. Joss, what would Scooby-Doo call this show? I don't know. (laughs) The Legend of Retro? (laughs) Wow. I was so confused wow. by that. I thought you could do a Scooby-Doo impression. I thought you were going to be on it. Yeah. The Regent of Retro. There we go. Regent of Retro, that Raggy. Was, that was better. Wow. I was just thinking of like, well, he was probably baked because of Shaggy, so he'd probably be like, man, this episode tastes so good. Super baked. <laughs> All right, guys. Him so and Scooby Snacks. We have a special, uh, a special episode here. We did the... We're uh, quitting. Yeah, we, we're quitting. We, we did the <laughs> tournament last week with the NES and, and you know, talked about the best NES game out there. Uh, the Legend of Zelda won, yep. and we, you know, it just got us thinking, and I stumbled upon an article uh, by Games Radar, which is a reputable gaming uh, website about the just the best games ever, period. And upon looking at this list, I just was like, we need to do this on the show because there's some very questionable points and I just want to, we're going to go through this list. It is the top 100. We are only going to cover the top 30. We will post the article on our social media. So check out BXAB gaming on Facebook, uh, Twitter, but uh, Instagram, those places, but we're going to post the list on Facebook. So that way, if you guys are curious what the full hundred is, you can check it out. So, so we're going to go through and we're talk about this. And I like Games Radar. I, I, I frequently read their stuff. I feel very good about that. So I want to say I'm pretty optimistic getting into this list that they probably did a good job. And conversely, I like games. <laughs> so That's I'm good. very That's excited good. to talk about them. Well, uh, there's, it's a good news. This is a gaming <laughs> podcast, and uh, you're supposed oh, to like. I games. just stumbled into this room. I didn't. I wasn't really sure I know. about what's I know. going on. We thought you were good. I also dude. have Alzheimer's, so my name's Chops. <laughs> good, good. All right. Hello, Chops. Hi. This is the Legend of Retro episode 12. <laughs> All right. So we got some monitors here that uh, that mirror the image. I'm going to need uh, Chops' assistance at turning that power button off over there. This one? Yeah, that one right there. This one? Yep. This one? Yeah, hit that one. That one. You hit it nope, too much. I didn't push. Nope. Push it. Push one. it. Okay. There we go. Do you want me to hit it again? Turn back on? Nope. We're good. We're good. Okay. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way. 
Oh my god. If I have words to say. We're gonna do this, but now I'm just gonna leave, I think. If I could reach the stars, I give them all to you. Oh dear god. All right, guys, well, we prepped this up here. It's I'm what, just going to say. Or something like that? <laughs> or share? Maybe it's share. I think it's share. It's share. Do you believe in life after life? Okay, so with this being said, before we get started, I kind of want to uh, set up, ask you guys a question. And you don't have to answer it right this second, but I want you to answer it uh, by the end of this. And that is, what is your favorite video game of all time? <clears throat> Do you have an answer right now? No. Ethan. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000 on the <laughs> Nintendo 64. What, what I, range should we keep this I, in mind? It, okay. It just, it just doesn't matter? Of all time, about, ever. Are we talking about best that we've ever played or favorite? Because favorite, <sighs> okay, WrestleMania this, this 2000 on the Nintendo 64. This list is best games ever. So okay, it's the best. The best game you have ever played. Do you have an answer yet? I don't. Okay. Yeah, I have an answer. Okay. The best video game I've ever played is probably Metroid Prime, the original. Metroid Prime, the original. Okay. I just talk, think about story, gameplay, overall experience. When I played Metroid Prime, I was like, this is, at the time, I thought this is the pinnacle of video games I've ever played, and I don't know if I've ever played another game that made me think, this is it. This is the greatest video games I've ever gotten. Sure. I guess Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. I thought, I yeah, thought Ocarina I, as well. I would well. say Ocarina of Time would be my best. It, it, well, conversely, I also thought about Resident Evil 5, but I also played it on the Wii. 4, so, four, 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 four sorry. Four, yeah, four, but I not, five, not 5. Yeah, Resident Evil 4. Okay. But All right. Good, that's, good, that's good. The, the, All right, so we got those in place. Uh, I, I guess I would say uh, you kind of stole my, my speed. Prime is, is definitely one that when I played it, just even like the reflections of seeing like you yourself in the visor, the detail, the, the detail, detail in the game at that time, yeah. was unbelievable. Unbelie- I, yeah. and, and again, I played it. That was the generation I kind of skipped out on. I didn't play a ton of PS2. I didn't play a ton of Xbox or GameCube. Uh, that's when I was in high school. I was busy doing other things, and uh, my sister had had bought a GameCube that came with Metroid Prime. I played it one day, and I was just like. This is amazing. Yeah, Prime has to be probably one one of the best games I've ever played. Um, visually and then just story and everything. It, it was fantastic. But So we have those in place. I'm going to get started at number 30. I'm doing the top 30 here. Number 30 comes in as Bayonetta. What? Bayonetta is supposedly the 30th best game ever. Now... Bayonetta okay. is the the spiritual successor of Devil May Cry. So pretty, does that mean pretty much. the question is we're starting at thirty? Did Devil May Cry make it lower on the list, or get left off the list entirely? Entirely, or is Devil May Cry to come later? Because Devil May Cry, I would say two, way prob- better, probably better than Bayonetta. Oh yeah, and Bayonetta. I would good. agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So when for- was this list made? Uh, this year. Okay. Um, and, and to give you an example, the thing that they said was like epicness or like the just the the lore of of a certain game doesn't make it the best game ever. I I agree with that. Okay. So it, like, it does enhance it. Yes. Yeah. So like example, the original Legend of Zelda is when, not the best game ever. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
and so like this is why this this list interested me because of that comment but then when i saw the picks i instantly disagreed yeah and that's the point of this is that i i want to see your guys reaction i want to see if we share this okay so 30 at bayonetta okay um for our particular event here it's the bottom of the barrel bayonetta that i've played bayonetta and bayonetta 2 and i could say it is uh though it is a successor to devil may cry it is a superior game to is Devil it? May Cry. Okay. And uh, for that matter, I played all of these games versus Devil May Cry, which I just I always ended up dropping it and never really finishing Devil May Cry. Um, th- these games are, are, are beautiful. They're gorgeous. Uh, they're, they're one reason, you know, uh, Bayonetta 2 is one reason why you should play on the Wii U. Um, Bayonetta, you can get on the PS3. So 30, I don't think we need to argue it too much. It's there. There are definitely games whatever. that probably yeah. should have been there, but whatever. Next game, number 29, Deus Ex. Deus Ex? Okay, I didn't play that, so... Deus Ex... Uh, uh, the, from what I can gather from people's reactions on it, it was a great game. Right. Here's the thing, though. Just keep these in mind. These, these, these in the, tale, the tale of this, we're not going to argue a lot about it. But when we finish this list of the top 30, remember that these games were in the top 30. Okay? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Next up at 28... Should be higher, in my opinion. Super Metroid. What? Super Metroid, 28th greatest game ever. I really need to know this grading scale. This grading scale is... There's no grading scale. It, you're you're going to quickly learn this. It's it's tough to say because the argument of best games of the 16-bit era, which was, by some opinion, the best era in gaming. A lot of people really enjoy the 16-bit era. That's always one of the conversation pieces. It's always top five best of its era yeah so to put it 28th overall in my opinion if you if you're looking at uh 2d platformers is there anything better than metroid pro i mean uh super, super metroid? metroid no you could argue super castlevania, castlevania that's a, but it's close they're very close you could argue super mario world there's only a couple arguments yeah. you could make to things that, now for platformers that real are quick can i interject here and just ask is valkyria chronicles in this top 30 I don't. I don't believe so. No, it better not. No, I really don't believe. If it that. is, call them bullshit on this whole list. First of all, that is the least of your worries with this list. But, but I think I legitimately my stomach dropped when you said. That. I, if, <laughs> I'm scared. If I had to put, I'm nervous. Super Metroid in there. I certainly wouldn't put it lower than top fifteen. I would. Yeah, I would say top fifteen. I felt like it was low for sure. Okay, number twenty-seven, Ultra Street Fighter Four. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, in the top what? thirty, like here's what I can say: uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four. Okay, we're not talking about Street Fighter Five. That was a, that was a letdown. No, no, but Ultra Street Fighter Four uh, is arguably one of the best balanced and most intricate fighting games that of the franchise. Yes, does it need to be in the top thirty no. games of all time? No, there's plenty of better games yeah. in there. Now I'm going to argue. We're going to move on. Number twenty six, Final Fantasy Six. Not Which seven. was Final wait, Fantasy wait, wait. Final three Fantasy on the six? Super Nintendo, right? Six. Yeah. All things. So, so this. Yeah, again. Six. Six. All Who thi- played six? All things you love about no Final Fantasy seven. Final Fantasy six did them first. It doesn't make it seven. better. Doing it first does, does not it, make it, does it and better. And it does them better. <clears throat> and it has a more epic story. I don't know. That's that is. I don't even like Final Fantasy seven, and I think that seems wrong. Okay. Hey, guys. Final Fantasy VI is with Leon and like the Gunblade and stuff like that, right? Uh, <laughs> Let me look again, it up real quick. Again, you just said who the hell played Final <laughs> Fantasy VI, and and I'm I'm right there with you, but um, yeah, it's 
Six was the one that was three, right? I'm looking it up. Final Fantasy VI remember. in Japan is Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, the it bounces all around like yeah, that. So we'll let we'll let Chops look at that while we break into number twenty five. Twenty five, okay. Top twenty five. Top twenty five Minecraft. I could see that in there. Yeah. I could I, see that I, in there. I get it. I, I don't I have never once looked at Minecraft and thought, that looks fun, that looks like something I want to play. But I'm also good enough at looking at things objectively to go, that game's massively popular. It's doing a lot for gaming with you, with young players. Uh, it's sparked a ton of creativity. I can't argue its place in the top 25. Yeah, and I think uh, placing it at 25 is good. Like, you know, most, most of these lists would put Minecraft in the top five. Just because of its, because of like what you just said, yeah. its install base, its popularity. Not is it the best game ever? You know, like it, like breaking away from how many, how much money has it made? How much this, like that, like that's now accounts. Like, what is the best game? Like when, so um, I'm okay with it in the top thirty for sure, and I'm okay with it at twenty five. <laughs> Ethan, it is Final Fantasy three. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next up at number twenty four, Call of Duty four Modern Warfare, the original. I could see that being in there. I don't know about, I don't I, know that that high, but I could see it in the like thirties. Yeah, top. I, I think Modern Warfare was the rebirth of of Call it, of Duty. Right it after World at War, it was great. World at War was awesome, but it was the it was an awesome World War Two game. But no, World at War was after. This was four. after this. For, so Call of Duty it was? One, yeah. Wait, Call of Duty. Wow, I played them backwards. Then yeah. I played Call World of War Duty at first. One, two, and three were all World War Two style. Yes. Yeah. And then Modern Warfare came out, and that really is the game that catapulted Call of Duty to the stratosphere That's that true, it's yeah. in today. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I didn't know it came Co- out after. When, I remember when Modern Warfare came out. I I I played Call of Duty like two once. I was like, oh, this is okay. I played it with a buddy. But I remember when Call of Duty, when Modern Warfare came out, looking at it visually, looking at it gameplay, looking at it story wise, I was like, this game looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now okay. we've got the same game for the last decade at this point. Right, so now but yeah. at the time, I, you know, I don't think that's a bad place for it. No, I think, I think you can it's look okay. At historically, for being one of the biggest, for being the launching point for arguably one of the biggest franchises of the modern yeah. era. Again, I'd have a problem if you put it in the top 10. But oh, yeah. I think 24, yeah. it's, it's respectable. All right, 23, Tetris on the Game Boy. Ooh, I'd call that low. That should be really <laughs> high. Yes. That should be in top ten. Let me read this to you. Tetris just, on the Game Boy should be top ten. I, yeah. really, I really would like to just piss you guys off. <sighs> there will never come a time in your life when Tetris isn't fun. I think I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Thinking about it, I guess if I went blind. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It'd be kind of okay, so then you yeah. proved that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. You've you, you've no doubt played it on and off since you were a little kid. Always coming back to its simple yet ridiculously deep design. And even in a time when video games are approaching photorealism and VR and all of its rage, those clunky four-block uh, tetraminos still evoke excitement in us and the dire need to chase after a new high score or best our buddies. All positive. Yeah. Tetris comes in many forms with all manner of bells and whistles, but the core has always been the same, lining up blocks in a way to test your Twitch reflexes your Twitch reflexes and your ability to plan ahead at the same time. 
That kind of simulating contrast is is at the heart of so many beloved games. Tetris just presents it in the plainest, most timeless way possible. It's instantly accessible, endlessly playable, and iconic enough to evade your dreams even after you put it down. Evade your dreams. Or get stuck in your dreams. Like I talked about last week on the show, I couldn't fall asleep because I was playing too much Tetris. That write-up sounds the most positive, and you just basically solidified why this game should be in the top ten. Right. So so here's a couple things that I can go to bat on why Tetris should be higher on the list. One, the game came out 89, was it? 90? That's, that's when it hit the mainstream on the Game Boy. It was the killer app that launched the Game Boy, which revolutionized gaming by bringing it into the portable era. And Tetris was the game that took it from being a child's game to something that you saw businessmen in the airport playing on a Game Boy because of Tetris. Tetris, like they, like you said, it's still fun. I bought a new copy of Tetris on the 3DS. It's still just Tetris. You know, a few, few extra modes, who gives a crap? Two months ago. Tetris as a game has lasted that long, but Tetris on the Game Boy completely changed handheld And this goes against what they said in the beginning about compelling story and... uh, Or no, does that go with what they were saying? They say that it didn't matter what the compelling story or... No, they they just don't want... They didn't want their top list to be games based off of, like, you know, revenue, based off of, like, you know, Super Mario. It's just so big that it just automatically should be in the top. Even though, uh, see, even though right, okay. so so just remember this, okay? I don't know. This, this is, is the point where I knew both of you. My feelings are really mixed right now. Yeah, this is the point where I knew both of you from here on out are going to get madder and madder. So because, because there's, there's not that many games that are better than Tetris. Yes. You can hand Tetris to a three year old or a ninety year old, and they can get it and have fun. Yeah, and video games are about Fle- fun and flexibility it, embodies that and functionality. The game can transcends age. It's perfect. Tetris is perfect. It's been perfect for. Almost it's, it's almost a, it's almost as good as Pong was when it first came out, but Pong is slow. Tetris is fast. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Number twenty-two. Final Fantasy Ten. Seriously? I don't. Again, Final I'm not a Final 10? Fantasy fan. So Final Fantasy Ten. Final Fantasy Ten. Yes. And number twenty-two. Wasn't ten a flop? It was. It, it, it was it, okay. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, they made it. It was popular enough to make ten two. Soaring music, <laughs> check. Beautiful locations filled with beautiful people. Of course, a twisting tale of adventure and young love. Yep, that too. It's the Final Fantasy trifecta. Throw in a giant dream whale with a perchant for sl- uh, uh, oh sorry, a giant dream whale for that's up that's willing to slaughter some daddy issues and an addictive football meets water polo mini game and you've got the best modern title in its legendary JRPG series. No, no, no. You know what makes games great? Bullshit. Mini games with whales. Bullshit. No, no, no. Mini games is the final... I'm sorry. Whales is the final boss. Yeah. You fought a giant ass whale as the final boss and you become the whale. Spoiler alert, you become Sin. It's, no, this is bullshit. We don't need to finish this list. Yes, we do. We need to quit the show. <laughs> no. We're done. It's not uh, better than Tetris. We're done. In front of Tetris. In front we're of done. Tetris. Let's just remember. Of, oh, my God. That makes me so much more mad. <laughs> I just forgot. It's Tetris. Oh. That's what I oh. told you guys. Remember. Remember. No. In front no. of Tetris. No. Next up, number no. 21. No. Silent Hill 2. What? <laughs> 
What? Silent Hill 2 at 21. Who played Silent Hill 2? The second entry of the long-running Japanese survival series. I want you to stop reading and and someone tell me one fact about Silent Hill 2. It's the second game in this series. Besides the title. Uh, It's a horror survival game. Okay. Was it developed Uh, by Konami? Yes. You sure? Are you positive? I think Kojima didn't... Yeah, it was Did Hideo Kojima work on it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I thought that's what Silent Hill came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. Okay, I'm just yeah. to make sure. Yeah, no, it is. It is. 100%. This is dumb. So, second entry in the other in the other long-running Japanese survival horror series does something that very few games attempt, let alone achieve. It tells its story of a deeply dark and unnerving descent of James Sunderland with an untouchable brand of subtlety as James you must delve into the uh, or the uh, yeah the town after receiving a letter from your most definitely dead wife asking you to meet her there what follows is a wow these people are using words I'm just not used to Uh, basically delves into a personal horror the Silent Hill games are good but does it need no, to no, be no. at 21? Silent Hill 2 specifically Silent Hill. is better than Tetris. And this is going to be Metroid. my checkpoint for this whole, whole list. I told you. Is this better than Tetris? No. Therefore, this 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 list is a troll. Tetris should this have list probably is a troll. been number three on the list. This list is a troll. Right? Not a troll. No. Is this just a pretentious asshole who has used big words to describe games? I mean, yeah, he uses a big word, so he's probably an asshole because this list is garbage. This person's but obviously drunk or dumb. We're going to have some dumb. more fun with it. Silent Hill 2 is 21. We don't have to dive into it. It shouldn't be there. But number 20, Journey. No. No. <laughs> Journey. Journey? Journey. You have Journey. In the, if you're going to have Journey in there, you might as well have Flower in there. No. See, Journey is different than Flower, and here's why. Journey did something that many other indie games cannot uh, take ownership of. A, it beat the big boys. Okay, yes. So, yes. when this game came out, it did it was so popular that the the votes, the the people that that run the industry, the people that play in this industry voted it best game. It beat out Call of Duty. It beat out all these and took home the awards. You know, and it and it was interesting because the aspect of this game had never been done before where you were going to play co-op but you can't communicate like you can't communicate, you can't do anything besides traverse through this mysterious world together and try to help each other with no communication. Okay. And so it, it's a beautiful game, artwork-wise. It's a first of its kind, as far as mechanical-wise. And overall, does it deserve to be in the top 20 best games ever? No. No. But I'm more okay with this game than I am <clears throat> the previous two before te- after okay. Tetris. Yeah, that's probably true. If you're looking at a game that's unique and uh, is you know, an original idea and bringing new gameplay mechanics. I don't have a problem with it. I've never played it. I've heard great things about Journey, so I'm not going to bash it at all. Yeah. So, it has been called the most moving two-hour experience in gaming. So, it's very short, but it is it is very unique and very uh, entertaining. All right, number 19. This one I think we'll be okay with. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I still think that should be higher. But I think it should be higher. Uh, that, that's okay. I love A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to encounter probably 15 more games that's better than in the co- in the coming, you know, numbers in the list. But 
if someone gave me a list, you could absolutely give me a list of 18 games better than it. I don't think that's, I don't think that'd be hard to do at all. So I love A Link to the Past, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, the big thing for Zelda is A Link to the Past is the game that set the bar for all Zelda titles that came after Yeah, it. yeah. I agree with that. So, they got the and, franchise yeah. back on yeah. track. Even modern day 3D Zeldas, the bar is set by A Link the to the Past. the Mega Man 2 of Zelda. Yeah. So, okay. Number 18. It's actually the Super Mario Brothers 3 of Zelda. <laughs> Number 18. Are we ready? Because there was a shady game in between. <laughs> Mario Kart 7. At number 18, best game ever. So, the biggest problem with Mario Kart 7 is Waluigi is not in it. <laughs> Mario Kart 7 uh, is the Wii U version. Am is I it right? Double Dance? No, it's the no. Wii version. No, no it's, the, it's the 3DS, it's the 3DS, 3DS version. version. 3DS version. I will say Mario Kart 7 is a very good, very polished Mario Kart game. I know other people in other reviews and other people I've talked to have said they thought it was the best Mario Kart game. Okay. I don't know if I would put it there, but I could I could see if you looked at the franchise as a whole, you could say that 7 was the pinnacle for A, B, and C reasons. Yeah. I would still pick Mario Kart 64 yes. as the most fun. But I could see why someone would say this is the Mario Kart game to put up against all other games. I don't see it in this high of the list. If you're going to say the best Mario Kart game ever, which instantly makes it one of the best racers ever. Correct. To put it in the list of the greatest games ever. Yeah. That's I could see I it. I, I could see it in the list, yes. I don't have a can problem I with see it on the list. Can I see it ahead of Legend of Zelda Link to the Past? No. Okay. I cannot see it there. Mm. Can you see it in front of Tetris? No. <laughs> I could not see it in front of Tetris, no. but I could see the best Mario Kart game. Let's 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 just theoretically agree that it is. Yes. For whatever reason, for the sake of this list, Mario Kart Seven, the best Mario Kart okay. game. I could see it being better than one of the best Legend of Zelda games. I could see it. Could you see it being better than Gran Turismo or one of those big racers? Again, I think Mario Kart is, if we're going to sit there and say racer and we're going to mash it all together, like Gran Turismo obviously gets that angle of like realism and shit, but as far as a racer goes, there has been never been a funner, funner, there's never been a more fun racing game than Mario Kart. I mean, realistically, they're just like right, Mario right, Kart. Right, no, yeah. And as a series... Mario Kart, if you put a hundred people in a room that have played video games in their life and you say, raise your hand if you've played and enjoyed Mario Kart, majority of them 98% would. of yeah. those people, 98 out of the hundred are going to raise yeah. their hand. Plus, I, I think your Grand Turismo, and this this is right reference to what he just said, but your Grand Turismo, your Forza, all your, all your fans of Project Gotham Racing, whatever you think the best racer is, yeah. you were turned on to racing by Mario Kart. And then when the realism came along, because that's was me, I loved Mario Kart 64. And when I started to see games where it's like, oh, I can drive real cars, yeah, of course I got interested. But again, but, Mario Kart, as far as a racing game, it, it just does not get much better than that. And and then 
you know, Mario Kart Seven on the DS. I it, like it. Basically, it takes the the good look. The, you know, the improved graphics. Does it look as good as the Wii U one? No, but it still looks good. And then it takes all the aspects of everything else that's come along the way, and it mashes them all up into that step. Finally, that whole game, along with a few new. Uh, uh, mechanics that were added to this game that were no that weren't in any game previous and that was some of the interactions with the levels the underwater and the flight those were all things that got introduced that are still being used now but they were introduced in seven so I don't want to spend a ton of time on it it's at 18 um, I think there's some things that we've already passed that should be in front of it but I don't think it's ridiculously high uh, for you know the racing game on the list as best ever. Next up, though, 17, Super Mario World. Okay. The I'm okay with that as long as Super Mario Brothers 3 is higher. Yeah, we'll see. So that's what we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But if that if if you're calling that the best 2D Mario, which you could, I'm fine making the argument between World or 3. Like, take your pick. They're both amazing. But if they're saying that's it, that's the best one, and having it at 17 is low because it's one of those games has to be represented in the top 10 just because of the, the polished platforming. Right. All right. So next up at 16, Bioshock. The original Bioshock. I could see that as being high but not 16 because it, it uh, like lore and culturally – that game, that storytelling, and the aspect of introducing the story through these gramophones, and and the way that you build a character around this this Lovegoodian style of game, you know, was it Lovegood? Right, right. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, you of. mean Lovecraft? Lovecraft. Sorry, I say I've never played Bioshock. Yes, I know Lovecraftian style about game. Bioshock. Yeah, like I could see that as being a high, highly rated game. There's plenty of people who love the series because of the lore, because of the steampunk and warped science fish fiction version of reality that it is, but Bio- I don't see Bioshock- it better than, ty- than Tetris. Bioshock, in its, in its original form, when it released, was a one of the most visually impressive games I'd ever yeah. seen. Just the water effects alone in the beginning of the game. I remember when Button Master Caleb brought the game over and said, you have to see this. The story was one of the best stories out there. Mm-hmm. Now, can I sit there and say I'm an expert at Bioshock? No. But Master no. Caleb is, for sure. And I think he'd tell you this game is too low. Because here's a new IP that hit during, a jo- during an era that there it wasn't all about new IPs. It was about twos, threes, fours you know, of a series hitting. It was about, you know, yeah, these other games that were great. But they were they were a IP that had already been established back on the PlayStation One, back right. you know, and to see Bioshock come out of nowhere and no one knew anything about it, it was it was similar to, you know, when Halo launched and yeah. people were like, "What the hell's Halo?" It was one of those moments where it's sad that the Bioshock franchise to you know nowadays is kind of dead, um, you know, and hopefully it'll get brought back. But every Bioshock game that's come out has has been. Successful. It's like very successful, and it all starts with this new IP that launched in an era that not many other new IPs were dominating right. like this was. Um, but 
It's at 16. We're, you know, we're, none okay. of us are experts at it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. I wouldn't argue that, too, because everything I've heard about the series is good. I've never yeah. heard someone go, you know, I hate Bioshock. It's also interesting to see the, you talked about the lore, you talked about the impact this game's had, where you go to a Comic-Con, and you're pretty much bound to see a, a Big Daddy walking around. A Big around. Daddy or, or a Booker, yeah. you know? There's a, there's enough pe- love for this yes. for this game that it's, to this day, still drives that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty important. Um, next up, Mass Effect 2. I okay, was, I was waiting I agree, for Mass I Effect agree with to get that. into 100%. this list because when you were just talking about new IPs in that era, I was like, "Oh, where's Mass Effect?" That's yeah, because yeah. that's I think Mass Effect and Bioshock are you know, and I've played neither of them, but just knowing about the games and knowing specifically how much he likes Mass Effect, that those are very influential games that came out of that Especially era. There two. was a drastic change from two to one, absolutely gameplay and story development to where. There are times that I still reflect upon the choices I made in two and how, like, I either had to choose to save one person or save a whole race of people. And, like, the scale at which the game makes you feel as far as as a human being is amazing. And it's hard. There's not many games out there that can make you... Like, I, I put on the same level as KOTOR where there's a lot of tough... Uh, moral choices you make that can, can affect the way you think about how you play games. And Mass Effect 2 is one of those games that has done that. Now, they did it for more story purposes to kind of change it up, but but they presented it in such a way that was very impactful. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. This game, you know, bottom line, this game is very unique. Yes. Uh, and when you play it, you instantly realize there's nothing else like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as the first sentence I see on here is, it takes guts to kill off your lead character in the first five minutes of a video game. Yeah, like they they you they went nuts on this game from the first one, which was it was a very good game, but there was a lot of shortcomings to it. But what they they literally they took that and they turned number two into they, they did what Halo did. It became Halo a, was very good. Yes, Halo Two was unbelievable. Yes, Mass Effect was very good. Mass Effect Two. Is is if you want to play a map, it's know, the pinnacle of the franchise. It is the pinnacle of the franchise. So okay, so let's sit in at fifteen. Fourteen. The Last of Us. Okay, so I could totally see that in there too. And a common thing I'm see- seeing about this is it's they're specifically targeting new IPs. Well, you're getting new IPs because again, the reason why they sit here is, is like driving you by story, like Mass Effect, Bioshock. The Last of Us. These are all games that the story hooks you so bad so, that you have to finish. So the then game. I'm I'm guessing there's going to be an Uncharted game down this list. It, okay, you guessed that. That's good. I have no idea yet. Um, I honestly don't remember what we're about to get but, into. But in Last of Us, I'm totally okay with because as far as newer generation games go in story, it is one of the best newer generation story driven games I've ever played. I mean, some people will sit there and call it the best video game ever. It's, a, it's practically it's, it's a movie. How, yeah, it's how amazing. Like, there's not even chapters to the game. No, you, you just, play for hours and you don't even realize you you're playing through which chapters. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, I'll just get to the first like checkpoint or save point and I'm just playing and I'm playing and I'm playing and finally I'm like, man, it's just one giant story. Yeah. They don't they don't break it up so that way you're immersed in it and it was it's really cool. I will say that, you know, got the you guys got me a PlayStation for Christmas three months ago now. I've had not a lot of time between moving and starting the new job and wedding planning. 
to really sit down and just dive into a game. So, you know, Destiny a few hours here and there, Battlefront a few hours there, Indie Games a few hours here and there. But this summer, post-wedding, I'm very much looking forward to getting Last of Us Remastered and oh, sitting down and putting a couple You hours. will love it. Yeah, I just, love I'm, it. I just, Plus, what I know about the game, it looks oh. like a, a something I want to experience. Okay, yeah. let's keep going. It's fantastic. Okay, number 13. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I mean, it's tough for me to say. Charles, have you ever played one of those games? Yes. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would rate it's not it's not interesting. Oblivion over Skyrim. See, a lot of people would, and I and I I think I agree with you is that I think Oblivion is over Skyrim. Skyrim had so much hype and everyone was so excited because of the, the how long it took yeah. to get the next one. And uh though I've played a ton of Skyrim, I'm sure you have too. Yes. I can't put it in the top thirteen games. I don't of think yeah, ever. I don't high. think I could put it in the top thirty. Okay. That's fair. You know, I, I, that's just me, though. We're going to keep moving, though. Number 12. Halo, the original. Okay. Can't. I mean, can't, we, we, I mean, we had the, we had the, the point of Halo is, 2, but it started the franchise. Here's Halo. Started the franchise, started first-person shooters it, in the world it, that we are yes. today. It defined first-person shooters. There was not shooters. a first-person shooter on this level before this. You can argue... For, for some golden GoldenEye, right? You can argue Unreal. You, you can argue these other games, that, but when Halo hit, it, it basically revitalized and took FPS to the next level mm-hmm. uh, and really got things started, and everybody built off of that. Here's, here's, my, here's my thing. This list is of the best 30 games. Halo 2 is better than Halo 1, yes. and no one yes. is going to argue against that. I, I, you could, So true. Again, 98 out of 100 people are going to go Halo 2 superior to Halo 1. So, if again, if Halo 2 isn't higher on the list, that debunks this entire list because Halo 2 is the better game. Yep. It's not, it's not about they, historical significance. Yeah. It's about better. Which is what they did with Mass Effect 2. It's what, it's what they've done. Yeah, they're very with, inconsistent with this list. It's what they did list. with Final Fantasy. They're very they, inconsistent. Know. So, yeah. So, okay, we're going to keep rolling. Halo at 12. Uh, you know, I get it, but yeah, everyone in this room and everyone on this planet would tell you Halo Two is better. Yeah, no one's gonna knock the historical yeah. value this or is how fun Halo simply is. Yeah, the but best they've been ex- games ever. Not but, not the game, right? That and they've been yes, things. they've been ignoring historical impact. Yeah. So next up, number eleven. We're almost in the top ten, guys. Number <laughs> Sorry, eleven. Combat evolved. <laughs> number eleven. Metroid Prime. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, it's one of those things that, as much as the people in this room love that game, I'm going to look at it just outside the top ten, and on a grand scale of gaming, go, that's pretty good for that game. It's better than Tetris. Yeah. So it is better. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing about Prime, and I totally agree with this statement. Metroid Prime stands as one of the most effective perspective shifts in video game history. The 2002 GameCube Classic took the 2D platformer, starring a mysterious powered armor bounty hunter, and and puts her inside. It puts you inside her iconic helmet, exploring a distant alien world in first person. Not only makes the action more tactical, but the isolated beauty more palpable. Um, I, I can't agree more. This game, if you think about it, when Prime hit, it was kind of like I'm used to Metroid 
in a 2D world, this is weird. And then you got it, and you were like, I'm okay with this. This is great. <laughs> so here, here's the thing about the GameCube in general. The controller is a weird controller, right? Like, the GameCube controller, compared to the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox controller, the other controls of the era, it's weird. The buttons are all shaped weird. They're laid out weird. The triggers are clicky, and you have to push them deep. And the the, the, the C buttons are now the C stick that kind of is uh, notchy on the edges. And the whole, the whole thing is weird. But somehow, they made Metroid Prime make that weird controller feel like a perfect conduit between your body and the game. See, <laughs> see, I'm going to be the opposite side of you, and many people side... I mean, many people agree with you, but a lot of people agree with me that the GameCube is actually the best controller ever made. See, I, I like it now. I, I like it a lot now. At the I time, loved it back then. I thought it was weird, and then I played Metroid Prime and go, oh, this is you, perfect. You also got to remember, I loved it. Because we were coming from the 64 controller that you had to move your entire hand to access different parts of the controller. So the GameCube controller, the first time I touched it at a game store with uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron uh, demo, I fell in love. I didn't really care about the other two systems that were out. That Well, Xbox was coming out. PS2 was already out. Didn't matter. And the this, Xbox controller that came out yeah. was just a giant, a giant oh, yeah, piece of awful. shit. But... I didn't care. This controller was mine, and to to the to this day, the Wavebird is is one of my favorite oh, controllers of Wavebird. all time. Yes, I I have a lot of love for my Wavebird. Yeah. So but I was just saying at the time, you know, now I've come very accustomed to the controller. I agree a lot with you on that. But at the time, it felt like that game made that controller complete. It felt like the the relationship See, the between thing, them were, were yeah. Perfect. The thing about this game, though, the thing about this game. That definitely helped it, and the thing about the system is that the the it felt weird, but every button on that controller was easily accessible, and that was something that we weren't used to coming from the '64 era. So when when the GameCube controller came out, it felt more to me like a dual sh- like like a PlayStation controller, and you know Xbox was just coming out, so who cares? Like they were they were their own thing too, but yeah, I mean this game made that this game made the game, that whole system for me because I got a hold of this, then Fantasy Star you know, re-released, but this game made the GameCube for me, and yeah, it made the controller just seem like this is perfect. It just, the controller to the game was flawless, and that's why this game deserves to be, you know, at 11, I'm completely fine with it. If it was even a little bit higher, if it had broken to the top 10 on the low end side, I, actually, I still would be okay with it. I'm gonna give Samus an girl for getting number 11 on this list. That's right. Okay. How do you, and then how do you feel about Metroid Prime being at 11 versus Super Metroid being at 28? I like Metroid Prime more than I like Super Metroid. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I love, you know, Super Metroid's great, uh, and you could call it a masterpiece, but I, but it, I believe it, well, in my you heart. You can call something a masterpiece. Prime, it doesn't need to be in, you know, best no, games yeah, ever. But, but Prime in. changed the genre. Exactly, exactly. See, this is where First this person list adventure? Is, okay, that's a question. Is Metroid Prime the best first-person adventure? Um, I'd have to that, think about other yeah, ones. That's, that's really, answer the answer. It's it. really hard to tell. It could that. Be something we tackle on a different yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. we can think about that. Yeah. That's 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 a loaded question for sure. All right, so Metroid Prime at number eleven, number ten. We're in the top ten. Shadow the Colossus. Okay. Totally okay with that. Totally okay with that. Yes, exactly. Shadow the Colossus was 
an experience. It was the Last of Us before the Last of Us. It was an experience. You, you, it's hard for me to put into words what this game represented as a story. Yes, it was amazing. It's almost as if the picture is yourself that you are a child in a kingdom during the medieval times, and someone brings to you a book laden in gold and tells you of an epic tale, a story that was true of how this land came to be. That's the the wonder in a child's eyes and the imagination they would have. That's how I felt playing this game. It, It literally felt like I was entering a whole new reality. The first time I saw a Colossus and I started to scale it, oh my god! It blew this game blew my mind. Yeah. It changed gaming for me. It made me realize how much more gaming could be. Yeah, and it's, it's it's much more depth in depth than just killing a boss. Yep. Here's a question. I know that they have recently added more PS2 games on PS4. Is Shadow of Colossus one of those on there? They've actually released a HD version of it. Yeah. Because I've never played it. I remember when we all worked at Best Buy, it was a game that I often recommended to people who wanted a good experience on PlayStation 2. More than likely because Chops told me to recommend it to customers. Probably. Because we worked together <laughs> in, in gaming. Yeah. Um, it, so if you can get it, you should. You should. I've wanted to play it because, you know, again, I've heard nothing but good things for a, literally a decade now. Yeah, I know it came. It might have been PS3 that I'm that I'm remembering this, but it came out in a bundle package with with uh, ICO. ICO. That was probably which, three, though. Which yeah. was by Ico, which yeah. was by, by the same creator. Yeah. So it came out in a bundle pack, I, and I can't remember. I think I have it, so I could let you borrow it. But because okay. I yeah, you must, now I'm acquiring a PS2 through the means of marriage. Yeah, exactly. There we go. All right. So yeah, that top ten to start the top ten. Great feels, way to start. Feels the top 10. great. Number nine. Grand Theft Auto Five, what? Grand Theft Auto Five, what? No, no, no! Don't even give it any credit there, Ethan. No, no. If you're gonna put a Grand Theft Auto Three or Vice City would but be hold on, on there. But hold on, you you are totally right that those were some great games. Yeah. But Grand Theft Auto Five is simply breathtaking and is the culmination of everything Rockstar has worked towards for years. Yes, but it didn't change anything in the game in that genre. I, it did. Online. It online. online. I don't, but I don't count that. Like, I don't, I don't do think they changed it. You can't, you can't, you can't it's an aspect of this game. It. It's an aspect of this game that had never existed before and has, and has honestly saved Rockstar. I mean, online alone, people are still, like, this game has been out for how long? Two years. Don't forget, this game actually came out on the last gen system. Yeah, yeah so not three. not what we're yeah. It might be three or and so online is still going strong. Where people just that's all they play. That's it. It's like us with Destiny. It's all they play. This get like this is the if you're, again if we're going Similar by to the Mario Kart argument. It is. It's the best Grand Theft Auto because it takes everything that Grand Theft Auto is and just creates the epic finale. Like where could you go from here? In Grand Theft Auto Six, just, I don't even know. I'm, I guess the re- reason why I'm hesitant on it is because I'm so conflicted with this list, and I don't play. The, I've never. Here's okay. <clears throat> here's the thing. I've never played Grand Theft Auto Five, so I'm sitting here telling you all this from the outside, re- respecting what this game has done for its developer and for the uh, this type of game. You know, like Saints Row and and all these other games that are similar to it wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for this game. The, not, the, for, not, not for not five. five, but for this 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 IP, right? But that that's why uh, I'm just conflicted because 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 there's contradictions in to this with the other ones before it. 
Like Halo. Like Halo. Like Bioshock. Because I bet you, I bet you, there's a lot of people out there who might think Bioshock Two is better than Bioshock One. Guys, I told you you're not gonna like this list, so just it's, accept it. At nine, we got Grand Theft Auto Five because okay. it only gets worse okay. from here. Number eight. I can't even see what it says. Half Life Two. Two. Half Life Two, and uh, and two was. I mean, that that was the epic. Of, this is. Yeah, I agree yeah. with this 100. percent Yeah. Half Life Two is the best Half Life. Period. Um, I'm not a huge Half-Life person, but I know that it is on, on an epic proportion, successful, and fa- and, and people love yes. it. So I'm not going to sit here and, and argue it too much because I can't. Much of it. But we're just going to... So at eight, still in front of Shadow of the Colossus, which... In Tetris. Blows my mind. Number seven, Uncharted 2. Okay. I and, could see Uncharted... number seven. Not at number seven, but I could see it higher than... Grand Theft Auto, I could see it higher than. Is it the best Last Uncharted? Out yeah, currently. Yeah, I would say it's the best Uncharted. That's good. Okay, I would say it would. It is. Do you think it belongs in the top ten? No. Shadow Colossus belongs in front of this. Yes. Yes. Shadow Colossus changed gaming. Yeah. Uncharted two. Uncharted two became what it is because of Shadow of the Colossus. It really, it, it, you're, as far as 100%. adventure games go, Shadow of the Colossus redefined adventure games. It is. So this game wouldn't exist without that. Okay. Number six. But here's the question, and this has been the question, because this list doesn't care about historical context. It doesn't. It doesn't. So... Which game's better? Does Uncharted 2 do it better than Shadow of Colossus? No. Oh, because Shadow it, of Colossus laid the groundwork. It, 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 they're two different I've games. I've never played either game. So... I'm, I don't know. I, even no, I from a so. mechanic standpoint, I, ca- I tell you, I'm saying Shadow of the Colossus was better. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I said to ask. Next up. Number six. Red Dead Redemption. What? what? Number Red six. Dead this Redemption. is Grand Theft Auto on a horse. It did. Essentially. <laughs> Red yeah. Dead Redemption. The sequel to Red Dead Revolver. No, 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 no. No. Grand Theft Auto V is without a doubt one of the most technically Sweet. impressive games ever made and the most densely populated, detailed, open world of all time. So how has Rockstar not even managed to top its own Western sandbox effort? Uh, a title that's f- that's fully five years old. The answer is atmosphere. While Los Santos may be extensively well realized, the Wild West that stretches out before you in Red Dead Redemption is like few virtual environments before or since. Vast open plains, awe-inspiring rock formations, sun-baked mesas, and all of these are yours to explore as you indulge in the ultimate cowboy fantasy. No, this game does not need to be in the top 10. There's no way. No way. Top 75? Maybe. Red Dead Redemption. I put it in the top 60 or 50. Because if you talk talk Western genre, you talk talk these things. There isn't much out there that's a Western. Give me Sunset Riders. I don't know that one. It's like Contra, but in the West, and it's amazing. (laughs) Number five. Metal Gear Solid 3. Snake Eater. Is it the best Metal Gear Solid? You are the expert here, Chops. And does it belong in the top five of all time best video games? That question? No. Okay. It is not a top five all time. Is 3 the best Metal Gear ever? It could be. Okay. Uh, It's hard for me... It's hard for me to differentiate between Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 3 as the best. 
Metal Gear Solid 3 was a completely different take on the story. It was a prequel, basically, of the genre, talking about Big Boss, defining the history of the character, had an epic soundtrack, epic last fight. Like, there was, there was huge parts to it that, that were amazing. But... As far as story, as far as innovative gameplay, as far as defining and redefining a spy genre, Metal Gear Solid, I think, would have done a done a better job. But let's remember, Be- this list doesn't care about historical context. No, no, no. But but that's bullshit because it's saying that metal that that uh, uh, you were using Grand Theft Auto Five is redefining the Grand Theft Auto series. Metal Gear Solid redefined the Metal Gear series because it was out before on N- Nintendo. It was a spy genre there. Redefine that spy series siphon filter and things like that wouldn't have been out if that game didn't do as good you know i don't think you would have gotten splinter cell Cell, yeah you know so so they have these lists that they have these games that metroid prime redefined metroid so so they have these games that redefine the, the the typical style of what these games were, but then they have these games that are the ultimate culmination of what they've been hoping to reach. Right. So this it's, it, these contradictions both, are really bugging. Well, me. both of those things, both both those things count. You're you're seeing both of them. Yeah. What it, in the end, what it means though, is that Metroid Prime, which changed the way we played Metroid. Yeah. Is the best Metroid ever made? That's what they're stating. Okay. And, and that change is what made it the best Metroid ever. Where Grand Theft Auto V, by continuing to build on, finally culminated in the best Grand Theft Auto. So, yes, there are different ways that they got there, but what they are claiming, and you don't have to agree with it. No. And that's the whole point of this, is this argument, is that, is that by change or by, evolu- by, by growth... It's reaching the same goal. It's reaching the best ever game. So Metroid Prime is better than, Metroid Prime is better than any other Metroid game ever made. And it sits at eleven. Does it does it deserve eleven? That's that's for us to debate. But the reason it sits at eleven is because it took a game that had never seen a different style of two, from two D, and took a chance, and because of it, created a, created the Prime series, and arguably it is the best Metroid that ever existed. They've tried to even go away from the first person after that, and it failed. So. Again, Prime is the right at the, at this current moment. Prime is the top of the Metroid world. So then I would say Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater is not the best Metal Gear game. Okay, there we go. Then I would say that. Okay, and you and no matter what, even if you gave it to Metal Gear Solid, you still don't think you put it in the top five. No, I wouldn't. Okay, all right, number four, and this is where Ethan gets to chime in. WrestleMania 2000 on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> you got it. No, was it really? I'm serious. It's it. I'm going to look at the screen. It's not it. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I was going right. to lose my chance. I'm like, yes, someone else agrees with me. Remember remember what is we just released? talked about. What okay. we just talked about. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Arguably the most perfect Mario game ever made. So... I don't... I don't is, I, oh. is Super Mario Galaxy 2 the best 3D Mario game? I quit. Probably. It probably is. I can't I, I can't make an argument against have you ever it. Played, did you ever play a Galaxy game? Yeah. Okay. Not, right. not like a ton, but have I played because Galaxy and Galaxy 2 some? To call it... I mean, yes, it's 3D, but, to, but the... But it's not. It's not. 
it, it's kind it, of a blend of the two. It's a blend of the two. And in the way they made it work, it's arguably the best Mario game ever made. And as far as ratings... Do you agree with that? As far as ratings go, it is the best Mario ever. Do you agree with that? Ever. I, I will say, I will say, I feel it's the biggest missing point of my Wii collection that I don't own Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't... And, and this is what they say right here, too. I don't ever think of the Galaxy series. I don't either. And, and But that's a personal connection I have, okay? So a, a 10-year-old kid right now might remember Galaxy as his first entry to Mario, and when he mm-hmm. grows up, he'll always remember Galaxy, okay? So that's that's one thing. But what, what they state in here is that we honestly can't remember what happens in Super Mario Galaxy 2's story. I'm guessing Bowser is involved, but it's one of the most mechanically perfect games ever created. This is the peak of Mario's three-dimensional outings with the controls at their sharpest level design at their sharpest level design and its most creative and overriding sense of joy throughout the entire game. Galaxy's clever concept of traveling between small planetoids puts it ahead of other 3D entries in the series. The tiny plots of land in the vast darkness of outer space makes Mario's journey simultaneously focused and expansive. An engrossing combination, stage after stage is filled with novel ideas that put support through their that could support their own full game. Uh, only for an awesome new dynamic to pop out just as you were going you were getting used to the old one. The best way to sum up the pure, exhilarating fun of Super Mario Galaxy 2 is to simply quote the plumber himself, Wahoo. I don't agree with that. So... I can't think of as that is the best Mario game. But, but... I can't. Let's look at this, and again, it's not, it wouldn't ever be my favorite. You know, not, not a Mario game will ever surpass Mario 3 in my heart. Right, right, right. But, if you take... 30 years of Mario and you look at which game put it all together in the most polished complete package Super Mario Galaxy 2 is probably that game. And we've had Mario games after this. There's been Mario games after this, so probably half a dozen right. mainstream main But you've had 3D Mario's. World, you've had, you know, there's been 3D a lot World, of stuff. 3D Land, you've yeah. had Super Luigi now yep. at this point. So um, so there's been games that have had the chance to beat this game and it hasn't. On this list. Well, there's been Mario games that have come out yeah, since yeah. Galaxy 2 that had the chance to technically be the best Mario game okay. ever. And it just isn't. But my whole thing about Galaxy 2 is, and I, and I own it, and I will say it is. It's the it, it, it's perfect. Like, it, it's, it's a perfect game. If you want to know what a perfect game feels like, play this game and you will instantly agree that there's nothing that you could pick apart on this game. It is the, it is the perfect game. To to Ethan's point, I will never say it's better than Mario Three. To Ethan's point, I will never say Metroid Prime is better than Super Metroid. Right, though it is, I, and I know it is, but I can't. But that's that. That's that. You know, as you said, in my heart, you know, like that's that. That's that emotional I guess, I guess connection because, to something. Because for me, I don't just take the the. I don't just take that pinnacle of the gameplay into account when I think of a best game. You know, there's so many other factors along with sales is minimal on my list. It's about 
cultural and... I wouldn't even say Super Mario Galaxy 2 sold that well. No. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, again, we're talking the Wii, we're talking late in yeah. the Wii, and, uh, you know... But, it, but I think, here's the thing, I think if we looked up sales, actually, I think it probably did great, because you had a... By the time this game come out... So they sold 100 million Wii units. Yeah. And I think it holds the record out of any system ever for system sales. I think PS2 still has it. I think it beat PS2. We'll but, see. But... But the so you had that type of install base to put a Mario game out on, and after Galaxy One, which did well, Galaxy Two was only going. But do to you see succeed. what? Do you, but do you understand what I was trying to get at? I okay. So I get it's so hard to sit there and break apart from an emotional connection to a game. It's just saying Shadow Shadow of the Colossus is emotional to me. Yeah, it may not deserve to be in the top ten. When you look at this whole hundred game list, right, right, but we were okay with it. If it was down at twenty eight and Bioshock was at ten, then all of a sudden we'd be upset. And some people would agree with that, though. So it's this list is we we did this list to debate. We're not going to agree with it. You're not going to agree with the top three. I guarantee you. But do I think Galaxy Two? If I had to put it on a list, and and you explain to me. What is the best game, the best playable form of Mario? It has to be considered. I can't yeah. sit there and okay. say I can't sit there and say it is it. Okay, I can I can say that. But it needs to be in the conversation. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number three of all time. Resident Evil Four. Are you kidding me? See, I I could see I don't see that as number three of all time at all. But as far as a pinnacle of Resident Evil games go, it was one of the best Resident Evil games I've ever played in my life. I, I, one of the best. I, I would I will I will take that and one up it and say it was the best Resident Evil I had played. Resident Evil before. Yeah, people loved it, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's cool. But then when four came out, I go, okay, I'm in love with Resident <clears throat> Evil. I'm now. so glad I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Resident <gasps> Evil 4 changed... This was one of those games that affected me. It yeah. affected my gaming life. When I played this game and certain things happened in this game, I jumped out of my chair. Like, could some of the, some of the, just the AI intelligence in yes. this game blew my mind. I instantly had to actually start to think more because I was like, oh, they're not stupid like usual. <laughs> you know? So this game... Um, Putting it in the top three is Never. a bit. Of, it's a bit of some. It's a surprise. It's a surprise on this list for sure. Top ten, yeah, I could maybe. It, it should be in the top ten. It's it's in my opinion the best horror horror survival yeah. game ever. I think that's probably correct. Yeah, and uh, no matter what form you played it on, GameCube, Wii. I played it on Wii. It's about to come out on the PS4 again, and I'm excited about it. Like that's, that's sweet. That, I'll probably I mean, pick it up at that, that point. I've been thinking about buying the Wii version for a while. Yeah, oh, and PS4 that's for what sure. tells you something about this game. Like, how many, I don't know how many times I've beaten this game. I'm excited to play I it I beat again. that game until you couldn't beat it anymore. Exactly. I couldn't do anything else more in that game. Yeah. So. Okay. It's, I, I it's can, a solid, I can see solid It's pick. a great game, but yeah. not number three. Yeah. Okay. Number two, we, we have we have a discussion ahead of us. <clears throat> Number two. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Whoa. 
Hmm. No. Interesting. The Legend no. of Zelda: no. The Wind Waker. No. no. Let me read it. Let no, me, I don't this care. This is one that we need to read. <laughs> I don't this is care. one we need to read because because nobody expected this here, right? The Legend of Zelda series holds some of the best and most influential games in history, leading the way in both quality and innovation and representing the apex of outstanding game design. So why does The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker deserve the spot over all the others? It's got it all. The sense of adventure, when setting sail into the great unknown, the intrigue of meeting the strange and interesting faces of the setting's inhabitants, and the thrilling action of delving into dark dungeons and slaying the evil within. The cell-shaded masterpiece encapsulates the greatest aspects of the series' storied history. Wind Waker's world is absolutely massive, giving you a complete freedom to explore its open waters as you collect classic items, discover Hyrule's ancient secrets, and battle unforgettable bosses. The HD remastered visuals bring the original GameCube version's graphics soaring over anything the series has seen before, though if you go with the GameCube version, it still looks fantastic. With impressive counterattack-focused combat, timeless visuals, and a fantastic story, The Wind Waker is the pinnacle of one of gaming's most legendary series. No, I completely disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> it's, it's tough because so few, again, let's put 100 people in the room, the majority would not pick it as even the best Zelda game. Correct. The debate often comes down Link to the Past or Ocarina. They're both very different games. Ocarina and Wind Waker, different, but different in not the same way as Link to the Past and Ocarina are. And let's remember, a Link to the Past sitting back, way back, at 19, was it? Something like that. I believe it was round 19. And you made this someone, I think, Chops, you made the statement of, okay, but it depends on what Zelda game is in front of it. Yeah. And you put the Wind Waker in front That's of it. That's not right. The Wind Waker, to me, especially when they use the example of, like, free open world, Ocarina of Time started the open world. Yes. Now, Majora's Mask closed that down. You got an open world, but you were limited by time. Right. And that's why people hated it. So Ocarina of Time, then, all of a sudden, if you're talking about, okay, again, the best, right? So you had open world, you know, it started it, Ocarina of Time started it. Because it, well, and it, and it was restricted to the capabilities of the technology that existed. Absolutely. So, like, if that, we can't, it, you can't, you can't hold, you can't penalize something for that. Right, but I'm just saying, like, if, if, if that had come out during GameCube era, it would be as big as Wind Waker. Yeah, I have a hard time agreeing with the Wind Waker, and, and I enjoyed the Wind Waker. I was actually one of the people that when I saw the art direction that they were taking, I was like, oh it my god, awesome I'm so happy. Yeah. But a lot of people, I would almost say the majority of people hated it. Hated it. They were like, what the hell? We went from like, you know, Ocarina of Time, which looked awesome, to like this little like cel-shaded goofball. And and, you know, I'm a huge fan of cell shading. I did, I love the art style. So for me, I fell right into it. The sailing part of this game is not a plus. No, it, it is not. It will never be a plus. Exploring open seas to the point where you have no idea where the next land is and you're lost. The only thing cool about the seas is the like the cell shaded water. Yes, the water is fucking phenomenal. But eventually, you're so sick of the goddamn sailboat. I don't even remember. All you want to do is get to land. I don't even remember going in a dungeon. I don't even pick. Like I picture an island and a postman. 
And that's it. Yeah. I don't remember fighting in a dungeon in that I game. played the shit out of this game on the GameCube. I was happy to hear the HD remake was coming. I bought the HD remake. It is still sealed in the box. Yeah. Because I... I I just think you about dread. the sailing, and I go... I, I heard would, they cut down the sailing for the remake. Yeah. I heard they shrunk but, it down. But still, I think of See, the sailing, they shrunk, and it then, turns then, me off. That goes against the point. If they shrunk it down, then they that's knew an obvious flaw. Yes. Yeah. So this cannot be in the top two. Especially when you put Galaxy 2 at number four, claiming it was the pinnacle of a perfect game. Yeah. This game was far from perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry. And as far as it being the best Zelda, I cannot agree... This Let is me just say Zelda. on here that there is no Mega Man in this top 30, and that drives me nuts. Yeah, there's not. You're right. The other crazy thing is that arguably Skyward Sword is the best Zelda game ever made as far as when you want to look compared to Galaxy 2, to mechanics, to just you know really putting everything you got into your IP. Skyward Sword was rated and, and argued as the best Zelda game ever made. I never even played Skyward Sword. It was dumb. I heard it sucked. Yeah, and again, though, it's one of those games that go try to buy it right now. It's it costs, if not more than when it originally came out. It's you know, and it's argued as one of the best Zelda That's games crazy. ever made. So, I mean, obviously, my pick would have to be Ocarina. Yeah, it have to be Ocarina. And you could even make the argument. Like Metroid. The, the 3DS Ocarina. Yeah. The handheld. They did some touch-ups. Yeah, well, just like they did here with, with Wii U and GameCube. Mario yeah. And Mario 7. But my whole thing about Ocarina is you took, a, you took a game that was not 3D in the sense. You reinvented it. And you went, you know, it's just like Met- Super Metroid to Metroid Prime. Yeah. You took a game and you went and you went for it all. In a, in a generation that there was not a ton of that. I mean, you did it with Mario 64, too. At, at that time, you did it with a lot of your games if you were Nintendo. But you did it great with Ocarina of Time. And and that is where, again, you took a game, you mani- you altered it, and you potentially made the best version of it that's ever been created. Yep. But you think about all of the puzzle-based adventure games that exist today. Ocarina set that up and... I've not played a game like it that I f- feel does it better. Ocarina brought us into those 3D adventures with the puzzles. It expanded on so much. Yeah, historical context, blah, 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 blah. I know that's what this list hasn't been about, but I have not had a 3D puzzle adventure experience that I like more since 1998 when Ocarina came out. Yep. I haven't had I haven't had a similar experience that's better yet. All right. Are we ready for our number one? Yes. Number one. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Quest. That's your guess. What's your guess? <laughs> Silence. It's going to be World of Warcraft. No, I'm, I'm going to go. It's not going to be a PC game. It's not a, it's not a PC it's game. It's not a PC I'll give game. You that. It's, it's got to be something at its best. Something pinnacle. Something at its best. Something at its best. Something at its best. You don't have a guess, do you? Um, give me one more minute. Something. One more minute. Well, guys, we will take a second here before we reveal number one. We'll tell you to make sure you check out last week's episode because we did another great contest, which was the best NES game that we voted on. We didn't read somebody's list. We voted on. It's our f- choice of the best game 
And we did it in the manner of uh, it's it's March Madness yep. for the NES. Completely and original, our idea. We didn't steal that name from anywhere else. Nope. Uh, but uh, you know, it's a King of the Rings style tournament where it's all there's not you know four regions. It's all one region, and it, it it's a it was a showdown. Some epic again, battles. Epic the battles. fact that we're all still in the room and being cordial with one another is impressive. We definitely needed the week uh, apart to reset and say, okay, I'm okay with you again. Correct, because there yeah. there was a lot of hate. In Absolutely. But guys, check it out. Uh, everything's available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course, BXAP.com. Going back to Chops now. Is it a fighting game? No. Thank God. No. I was thinking Smash. I was going to say yeah. Smash. Was Jesus. In my head. Yeah, you're not going to guess it, but I just wanted you to put something out there. Do you have anything? If anything, I'd have to say I'm strange, I'm surprised this isn't on there, but Pokemon either Ruby or Sapphire. Okay. Um I will say Pokemon obviously made it in the top 100. Um Ethan actually saw some of the the well, the like early one, like list, 100 then, to 70, I think, mm-hmm. is what yeah, we Yeah, I think we, I saw the, that first 30, and, even, and we <laughs> talked that we need to talk about this on the show. Yeah, exactly, so we stopped. All right, number one. Here we go. Next week on The Legend of Retro. <laughs> Just kidding. Prepare for this. Number one on the best games ever. By GamesRadar.com. GameRadar? GamesRadar.com. Number one, Dark Souls. What? <laughs> Number what? one, the best game ever is Dark Souls. You what? Know, now thinking back, I think I read a headline a while ago that Games Radar picked Dark Souls to be the best game ever. And I will read this for us. Just Why? so we're not oh, gonna uh, we're not gonna agree we're not gonna agree with this, but I need to read it. Dark Souls nudging out a Zelda game? Yes. From Software's masterpiece evolves extra polite, extra polyets and elevates Link's loose template into something grander and truly deeply mature. But far beyond that, Dark's, Dark Souls does so well exhibiting peerless examples of all that is truly important in game uh, to gaming in the modern era. Its core mechanics are impossibly precise and well honed, yet endlessly malleable and open to vast experimentation and personalization its environmental design is boggling is a boggling feat of realism playfulness and drama a world wrapping around and folding in on itself in endlessly organic yet utterly something fashion (laughs) but and ye gods its narrative initially cold oblique and indifferent to the player's presence dark souls is a world carved from the densest lore. Its history, characters, and stories infest every environment, object, and eventually, almost without a word, impeccable to the casual player, but but revealed in gratifying patches to those who truly invest and invest... who are truly invested and investigate every end. And invest you will, because once Dark Souls gets you... All of the above and more make it the most personal, affecting, challenging, empowering, and real feeling journey in the video games in video games to date. However, much Dark Souls much Dark Souls might seem to hate you at first. The opposite is really true. It has only a world of wonders to show you. 
feel like this person made this list just so they could put Dark Souls as number one. <laughs> Dark Souls is the best game ever made is ridiculous. I don't have an answer for your number one. Didn't they come out? Didn't From Software come out with a thing, a contest where if you could tell us what the storyline of Dark Souls oh, was, they yeah. would yeah, they give wanted, you. They needed help with the wiki. Yeah. So, so you can't tell me that the lore and history of this game is in every crevice when they can't even explain what this game is about. Yeah. This is this is this is literally the idea of a man who won, who out of all his friends or ladies, sorry, I'm not going to be sexist. This person is the only person out of their group of friends who was able to play Dark Souls and is obsessed with it and wanted to make a list where they could put Dark Souls at number one because they're the only one who actually finished the fucking game and can can speak to the game mechanics. The thing about Dark this Souls... This is bullshit. I've played I'm Dark so Souls. Right I've now. played Dark Souls 2. I've played Bloodborne. Oh God. And Bloodborne is the best game out of all three. If you're I, talking about culminating to something great from this from this developer, Bloodborne should be there. Yeah. Dark I'm Souls... And, and the, and, Don't be sorry. Yeah, and the notes on the mechanic... Uh, the, the comment on the mechanics of they're this clunky. game... They're clunky. They are not perfect. No. When you reference... Super Mario Galaxy 2 as a perfect game and you feel the just the pure natural ability of the mechanics of that game compared to this game it's day and night now I'm not saying Mario and Dark Souls are similar but what I'm saying is it is not is not even near perfect and that is why you know Dark Souls 2 changed that's why Bloodborne changed even more the controls on here's the thing I played Dark Souls 2 <clears throat> After, I played Dark Souls 2. After after we played Bloodborne. And I the controls were terrible. Compared, it was not compared fun. Compared to Bloodborne. I did not have fun it playing Dark Souls 2. It was not fun at all. And, I, and here's the thing. People are like, well, the game is hard and you guys just can't beat hard. No. I understand the game's hard. It's why I like Bloodborne. Bloodborne is difficult. Bloodborne was brutally difficult for me until I finally calmed down and took my time because I'm so used to games where I just run and gun. But past the idea of like from software making the most difficult games ever it is not a fun game there is no reward to this game and i just don't understand how you could potentially even put it in your top 25 dark souls has a spot in the top 100 games ever because it was but again and actually sorry i take that back does dark souls have have a spot or should it be Dark Souls 2 or should it be Bloodborne? Bloodborne does have a spot in top 100. Dark Souls does not. Yeah, I just Dark Souls does not have a top spot. Let alone number 1 in the best games ever. I guarantee like like we could go like I almost I'm actually going to I'm going to put a poll up on the website, guys. Here's the thing. I'm going to put a poll up on the website that you're all going to be able to vote on and I'm going to put I don't even know. I'm gonna put. Uh, I'll put Dark Here's Souls what on we're there. Gonna do. We're gonna put Dark Souls. We're gonna put Super Mario Brothers three. We're gonna put Legend of Zelda: yeah. Ocarina of Time, and we're gonna put Super Metroid on there, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> Mega Man two. I want. Oh, just leave Diddy's Quest off, you son of <laughs> we'll a put, bitch. We'll put Diddy's. We'll put Qu Halo yeah. two on. No, no, no. We'll, we'll do all the all the ones that they say reach the pinnacle. Mass yeah. Effect two, Halo. Yeah. Um, this is bullshit. I, I hate to break bullshit. you. Dark Souls will not win this poll. It would never win no, this no. poll. I don't care if IGN did this poll. Dark Souls would not win if you left it up to the gamers. This is a complete If you joke. left it up to the gamers, Dark Souls would not win. Who is this person? Uh, this is by the Radar Games Radar staff. This is more than one person, actually. So this is the team at Games Radar, and it's it's hard. It's honestly, after I read this, I had such a hard time to 
even accept. I, it's hard. I, yeah. I can't believe their game cred right now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. I'm exhausted at how dumb this list is. Yeah, so I, I'm like, like I just want to cry. I think what this is going to lead to, and I don't know if it'll be on this show or if maybe it'll actually be on the BXAB podcast, but I think we should uh, work on and have our own top 25. It's going to take a couple weeks. It, no, I'm not saying it's going to happen next week or anything, but I think this okay. is something that as a team here at BXAB, we should give our listeners a true 25. Yeah, we can, our true we can 25. Each pick 25 games. We have a certain amount of points that we can divvy out Correct. between games. Yeah. We put our lists together. We'll obviously get some common ground. The top pointed games make the top 25 altogether list, and then we divvy out points again. Yeah. And, and I that, think, that's how I would rate it. Yeah, and I think we should do that for our listeners because I would love to see how different our list is. Yeah. Because this list, I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine any gamer that I know. And and since, and for the couple of years that we've been running this company, for the years that I've been a gamer and all the people I've interacted with, I, I don't know one person that would agree with this list. I can't think of a. I can't think <laughs> I can, of. I can also think of almost every game in the top twenty-five. You can make a better argument for. Yes. If I, you told me Last of Us, just because of its story and immersiveness, was the number one game of all time, I'd go with it. I'd be more accepting. Like we'd still be debating this for sure. We'd of be. Course. Last of Us as number one. Wind Waker is number one. Uh, Resident Evil Four is number one. Galaxy number. Galaxy Two is we number would one. Not we'd, argue Tetris. We'd all. We, I don't yeah. think I would argue Tetris. Tetris, is, I mean, when you think of a game that has transcended through so many generations and still is an enjoyable, is enjoyable because I can sit there and say, well, Pac-Man's made it through every generation. Yeah, but Pac-Man's also made some fucking god-awful games. Yeah. Tetris has had a few... Uh, Pac-Man, what was that? Tetrisphere. Yeah. Tetrisphere is a, is a... What was it, the Pac-Man game you played, though? Uh, pa- Pac-Man, Pac-Man Fever Pac-Man. is amazing. Yeah. Pac-Man Fever should be number one. No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. You, and you know that. Best party game ever. You know what Pac-Man Fever is going to be on? It's going to be on our contest of worst games ever oh, made. Oh, man, no, it's not. That's our next list we're going to make. <laughs> yeah, so... Just the Vendafruit <sighs> minigame is better than 90% of games have republished. All right, guys. So, again, this is Games Radar's top 100 games ever. Um, it's pu- we're gonna. It's published on our Facebook page. So go to BXAB Gaming on Facebook if you want to check out all top 100. Hit us up in the comments on there about what you think. Maybe you disagree with us. Maybe maybe you you know you want to argue why Dark Souls should be number one. You want to argue why Wind Waker should be number two. Um, maybe Galaxy Two is your favorite Super Mario game. Hit us up in the chat and talk with us. We would love to uh, you know to have some back and forth going about these these debates. We love getting work told we're wrong by you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We love it. But uh, that was the top 100 by them. Obviously, we don't agree at the group, but I, I thought it was a it would make for a really good episode. It would it would heat people's blood up. Uh, it would make them happy at times and Yo, make them sad at Chops times. Chops is distraught. He's distraught, but, but he when looks, I hit... He looks terrible right now. He looks now. terrible right now, but when I hit Resident Evil 4 at 3, he looked alive. So I did. I yeah. got rejuvenated then. Yep. Now, I just wanted you to cut me into pieces and throw <laughs> and me in a grave. I was pretty excited when we got to Met- Metroid Prime at 11, because that was the one I said at the beginning. I'm like, if I had to pick a best game ever, Prime. it'd be that one. Yep, you hit Prime. That was a good one. Um, so, Ocarina of Time isn't even in there. It's not even in there. Where's Diddy's Quest? Did not, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember all top 100. I'm not, Diddy's Quest probably might be in there. It's got. It's Donkey got to be Kong in a form. I, I would assume is in there, but I can't remember. 
Diddy's Quest is the I'm, best. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember a Donkey Kong, and I don't know if I remember a Mega Man. That's bullshit. In the top 100. In the that top 100 for there not to be a Mega Man or any Donkey Kong is garbage. Because you can make of the classic arcade style, you can make the argument Donkey Kong's the best. They're probably in there. Again, that's a lot of games for me to memorize, but... You know, I focus on the top 30 for Let's the Let's just go to some show. emails so I can feel better about this. All right, guys. That was uh, that was our uh, our top 30 from Games Radar. Now that we're done boiling Let's our just blood. do a couple emails and I'm going to go couple, home and cry. Yeah, do you have another list you want us oh. to get pissed about? Send it to us at info at bx8b.com. There you go. Do it, and we will go over it. All right, guys. Uh, here's some emails. Get around, everyone. You've got mail. It's not spam. Mom, get off the phone. The Legend of Retro Podcast. All right, guys. Here's a segment where you send in your retro questions. We answer them. And don't forget, always send your questions into info at bx8b.com. We will... We will uh, dock them and use them week by week. Space or, dock them. Space dock them. We're going to get started here with a question from Lucas, and that is, if you had a chance to live in one video game, which one would it be? Also, if the zombie apocalypse happened, which video char- video game character would you want to be and why? Zombie apocalypse. Oh, well, obviously that one is easy. Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm going to answer for Jazzy. I'm just going to say Superman because I'm Jazzy. Dumb. Superman's the worst superhero. Yeah, so Until he becomes zombie Superman. Because Batman's fucked. not even a superhero. He's just a dude. So Superman for life. I hate Superman. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah. As for, far as video game world? Yeah. Leisure Suit Larry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the man um, game? The man game. Postal? No, not Postal. <laughs> um, I think a world that I would love to live in if I got to partake in the events of the world, I honestly would have fun in Destiny. The world of Destiny would be would be interesting. Pokemon. I, I, know it's, I know it's not super retro, but it's just a game that's taken up so much of my life that I would be... As a guardian, I would be pretty cool. Pokemon, hundred percent. It's it's a no contest for me. Pokemon, I love Pokemon so much, and I would love to be a Pokemon trainer or have a regular jerk off job where I get to take a Pokemon to work. Like I'm fixing computers, and here's my boy Haunter helping me type stuff up with his spooky hands. <laughs> I okay. I just want I want Pokemon in my real life. I'd love to go on adventures with the Pokemon. Think about traveling to the beautiful Upper Peninsula of the great state of Michigan mm. and going on an adventure catching Pokemon in the Maybe woods. Maybe seeing a Torkoal in the mountains. Basking in the sun. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's no brainer for me. Magic carp stream. Who Bunch would you one. who would you be for the zombie apocalypse, Ethan? I really I don't want to steal Chops' answer of Ash. Uh, but I think if I had to be someone who I thought would be very effective at zombie murder. Samus having that Samus suit. You don't want to steal. You don't want to steal jobs, but you want to just rip mine right out of my. Yeah, because you didn't say it yet. Uh, so okay, <laughs> you talk about Samus, and I'll come up with another one. Nope, nope. You take Samus. I'm going to take that. I would be Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I just feel like I'd be kind of safe there. They might even get confused and leave me alone. 
Ooh, that's true. Because you smell bad because you've been underwater and. But what if forever. you get bitten by one? Who, then I become, become super zombie, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I'm like super now, here's, all of a here's the here's the real question: Would zombie Jason Voorhees beat Superman? Yes. Okay. Mm, <laughs> it's tough because. A, You're gonna stick up for no, no, Superman? No, oh, I'm Superman, and uh, I can—I'm pretty much a god, but I'm allergic to rocks, so keep the green rocks away from me. Uh, you know, I'm Superman. You can shoot bullets at me, and they bounce off because I have uh, no more issues with my mortality. Where Jason could be ripped in half. Yeah, but he, he's still gonna come back. He's gonna come back. He'll come back. Yeah, and this time he'll come back laced with kryptonite inside of him. Jason X versus Superman. I'm going Jason X. <laughs> yeah, Jason X. I hate Superman. He's the worst superhero. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the question there. Um, who was that from? Lucas. Lucas. That's right. Sorry. All right. Next up, we got Retro Mike. He wants to ask. Oh, wow. This is weird. What is your favorite and least favorite retro gaming controller? Why? Oh, sorry. And why? My favorite is GameCube because it was really comfortable and you could actually use all the buttons. All right, shout out to Retro Mike. <laughs> My least favorite is an N64 because you have to move your entire hand to use the D-pad. What the hell? I literally just Whoa. said this. Well, there's your answer. Um, but he makes a good point. I didn't even think of the D-pad. I thought about like how just the controller was awkward. But yeah, you literally have to move your whole hand from the joystick to get to the D-pad. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, so I agree. The N64 controller, as it was back in the day, as a kid, it was weird. So I was like, I wanted it. Just, uh, but now I look, I try to use one, and I go, man, this is just not a very good controller. I love the GameCube, um, but personally, my, like personally, my favorite controller is the Dreamcast controller. Uh, not that I think it's like the the the. <sighs> Honestly, with the games in that generation, I loved the Dreamcast controller. It felt great in your hands. The joystick—you know—you didn't have any—you didn't have to move your hand to hit any button. And the VMU option was before its time, with the ability to have a screen on your controller that you could do things with off of the off of the TV. So, I mean, that was a really really cool controller, and that'd be probably my favorite. Does this count? No. Game Boy? As your favorite or least favorite? Favorite. Let's and, count it. Let's let them count it. I mean, it's an NES controller, right? I, I really enjoyed the Game Boy controller. Whether it was Game Boy to Game Boy uh, Pocket, you know, I really enjoyed that. Simple. It got the job done for the platformers and the style of games I were playing. Um, least favorite would have to be the original Xbox. Yeah, it's a big that controller. controller. I have big hands, and that thing was big in my hands. Yeah, it was heavy, and it was just—it felt like a donut. Yeah, it, well, it looked like a donut, a big donut. So for me, least favorite might be sort of a surprising choice: the Genesis controller. Ooh, and it's because. I always felt like I was getting lost on what, like, you know, ha you know, A, B, C button lineup. If I'm doing something, switching between the A and the B button, making that jump to the C button always felt weird. It always, or, you know, it always felt like jumping over a button to get to another button always was uncomfortable to me. Also, name another controller that has three buttons in a row like that. Yeah, nothing. They always broke them down into other, other pairs. pairs. Yeah, so... 
it was a odd. I, well, and I guess I would have that same problem with the Super Nintendo controller with the four buttons. Well, see, here's my I didn't thing. like that. Here's my thing. My favorite controller, Super Nintendo controller. Why? It it, it laid the groundwork for every good controller after that. It did. Your your diamond. I mean, it wasn't a true diamond. It was yeah, tilted it was a little slanted. bit. No, it's it's a true diamond. They just have graphics that make it look slanted. It's yeah. a true diamond. And it really is. I mean, if you think about every controller that's come since then, short of the GameCube controller, yeah, it, it's been that style. Two shoulder buttons, four face buttons, a D pad. Like it. It's that it's, is the Dreamcast controller. Yeah, it's it's now set. you have now you have four trigger buttons, you know, uh, yeah. um, top buttons, but triggers and bumpers. You think about the PlayStation, the original PlayStation control before it was the Dual Shock. Yep. Um, you know, and basically you threw a couple joysticks on the Super Nintendo controller and you have a Dual Shock. True. Uh, you know, or the the GameCube, I mean the Wii Pro controller. Yep. Um, so the the Super Nintendo controller is my favorite because it set up the the successful lineage of what controllers became. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for the question. Not to mention the rounded edges, because the NES controller stabbed you in the hands. So it was an improvement. That oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you had the dog bone at the end of the NES. Yeah, I never played a dog bone till three months ago on yours. Right. Yeah. Playing your dog bone. Playing your dog bone. All right. Well, thank you for the question. That was Retro Mike. Um, next up, we have Xander. <laughs> he wants to say, as infuriating as it was. I did enjoy March Madness, uh, the bracket last week. Please, if you do another bracket, bring a few more people in. Also, how is Duck Hunt a contender for the greatest NES game? I get it was great for nostalgia, but if I got an NES starter kit with five games and one of them was just Duck Hunt, three different levels of doing one thing that could theoretically be played to completion in 20 minutes or less, I would be furious. But I digress. <laughs> Admittedly, I was more of a Super Nintendo kid growing up. If you were making a Sega Genesis starter kit, what five games would you include? Real quick, let me defend Duck Hunt. You're forgetting the majesty that pointing a gun at your TV and killing things was. There was nothing you else like it You did use like the word nostalgia, so... Um, I... There was not like when I when support, I was a kid, there was not another toy that was the same as playing Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was not in my list that I su- that I submitted, so I actually it was in mine. I think I can't. Too. I don't even yeah. think it was in mine, but I agree I with can't you. support Duck Hunt. Uh, I I definitely can't support Duck Hunt with how far it, we were actually progressed in this in the tournament. I think if it would have lost in the first round, I would have been more okay with it. But yeah, I mean Duck Hunt is. A very, I mean, everyone knows Duck Hunt. If if you played NES, you know Duck Hunt. You know the Zapper because of Duck Hunt. But best NES game of all time. Yeah, I could see it being that questionable. Mark, it could be if we showed our list to people, that would probably be one of the games that get picked up, that gets picked apart a lot, uh, along with Yonoid. <laughs> Yonoid was in there as the the Cinderella story, no, I but we, I, yeah. I I don't. I I still agree with the fact that we put it in the field of thirty two. I if it would have been eliminated first round, fine. But for a unique entry into the NES library that was fun and influential, Duck Hunt is an important piece of NES history. I think, if I we, think it was great. I think if we look at the like, if we had a a list of one hundred like we were dealing with today. And Duck Hunt was in the top 100. I I would totally it would have to be. 
would it be in the top 32? I don't, you know, that's that's a real tough call. It's, here's the thing. See, I don't think so. It I don't would, think it's a tough call. I think it's a very tough call because we made, we made, okay, it was in our 32, Xander, because we were not allowed to put more than one game of a, of a IP in. If we would have opened those doors, correct, then it then Duck Hunt would have would have been edged out. So I think I think it made it into thirty two because we limited where we could only have one Zelda, we could only have one Mega Man, we could only have you know those types of things happened. And again, it was only for the NES. But still, I I think if you would have opened that up, you would have had Mega Man two, you would have had Mega Man three, you might have had original Mega Man, you know. Um, but also Duck Hunt in itself set up the precedent for what Nintendo is going to be as a company. I think the issue with Duck Hunt is that it could barely be sold as its as its own game. It had to be Correct. It was a bonus in, game. Yeah, it, it had was, to be slapped. It's not a, it wasn't Wii Sports content. before yeah. Wii Sports. Yeah. 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 So, Which is what I mean by it set the precedent for what Nintendo would become. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the Sega conversation. Yeah, top 5 Sega game, well not top 5, sorry, Sega 5, five games, games for starter your starter kit. kit. Uh obviously Sonic the Hedgehog has to be in there, two. but I would put 2. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would also put Streets of Rage uh, 2, okay. preferably, yep. in there. Yep, I agree. That, um, that would be your brawler for I'd that probably series. probably put so. NHL 97? 94. 94? 94. 94. Yeah. Um, so if you're Because by the time you get to 97, they tried to up the graphic capability, because now we're in the post-16-bit yeah. era. They were trying to compete with that, and it just kind of felt clunky. Okay, 94. I'm good with that. Oh man, what two else? Two left. Two two spots left for Sega. I would have to put NBA Jam. No. The problem with sports games, if I'm going to put one in, I'd probably put NBA Jam in over hockey. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed more of the arcade sports than I did the simulation sports. I might put NBA Jam in over NHL '94. I own both games. I love them. Yeah. Uh, man, they're both super fun because that was still. NHL 94 was still in that cusp where all, even the realistic ones still felt sort of arcadey. Yeah, I mean... But I don't think... I don't necessarily think... When I think Genesis, I don't think NBA Jam, even though it's one of my favorite games to play on the system. That's, that's the problem, is that I could pick these games like I would pick uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, but you could, but that's not a Genesis like yeah. I could play that on the Super Nintendo too. I guess you made the same argument with NHL '94, but you it can. is a very yeah. fun. See, I think when game. we started when we started with Sonic and um, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage, you're talking. You know, then do you put Altered Beast in there? A game that you couldn't play off of the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since we love Tetris, do you for the Sega Genesis? Columns. Do you put columns? You don't put columns. No, you, you, no, don't. you, you don't. I know. Do you put Echo the Dolphin? No, you no, don't. you don't. Um, you know. I would put Hyper uh, Hyperstone Heist, Turtles Hyperstone Heist. It's a it's a Turtles game mm-hmm. that many many people have not played. Uh, you know, upwards of fifty bucks for the cartridge now. Like if you, but if you're gonna put Streets of Rage, do I want to bra- do I want two brawlers right. in there? Um, you could put something. Bubsy. See, before I put Bubsy, I would put, put like Bubsy, and you yeah. already have Sonic. Bubsy. Yeah, you already have Sonic, so. Genesis is a tough one because I played a lot of like garbage on that system. There, that's the thing about Genesis. Comic and that's Zone? the reason. Comic Zone. Comic There's Zone one. one. That's Kid a good Chameleon? one. Kid Chameleon? 
Kid Chameleon, another good one. That's one of the things that's hard about the Genesis, and that's the reason the value of Genesis cartridges isn't nearly as high. There's a lot of trash. It's because there's a lot of trash in the Genesis. Yeah, absolutely. And I tend to collect more Genesis stuff because it's cheaper. Um, would you put Bloodlines in there? See, that I was really thinking Bloodlines okay. for sure, but, you know, again, am I talking top, like, when I say, fi- yeah. Clone Wars? I put Bloodlines before Clone Wars. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I love I love Clone Wars, but Bloodlines is a great game. It's just not many people even realize there's a Castlevania game on the Genesis, so it would be great to put it in a starter kit. The unfortunate effect being, wow, this Castlevania game was great. I'm gonna go find another one on the Genesis. Sorry, but um, do you put Sonic Spinball in there? That game's excellent. No, I think he nailed it. Kid Chameleon is a great is a great uh, suggestion. And uh, what was the other one that you posted? Comic Zone. Comic Zone is Comic a fantastic Zone. Uh, example. So yeah, that would be that would be something that uh, that we'd want to we definitely want to put in there. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, that's a good that's a good question there. So let's, let's just ramble it off real quick. We got Sonic Two, Streets of Rage Two, um, NBA. Did we drop NBA Jam? Did we drop Jam? Let's, dro- let's, let's drop, drop Jam. Go Bloodlines, Kid Chameleon, and Comic Zone. Comic Zone. There's a starter. There's a starter set. There's, unfortunately, there's a starter kit. That's difficult. That unfortunately. You will every game after you play that kit, you will be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the best that Genesis has to offer, and you're going to be disappointed beyond that. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for the questions, Andrew. I got two left. Uh, we got Sci-Fi AJ chiming in, and he says, "Will the PS4 ever play PS3, PS2, and PS1 games? If I wanted to have the capability to play a throwback game like..." Legend of Dragoon, in parentheses, I'm butthurt, it's not on the PSN store. Do you guys think buying a used PS1 or PS2 would be better investment or slash route? Um, I'd say go buy a PS3 and download it for the PS3 store. I w- well, I mean, I don't know. Like, me personally, I love playing the stuff on the original system. So buying a PS2 that has backwards compatibility and then going and picking up Legends of Dragoon for 20, 30 bucks... Is, is a cool way to do it if you're going to go play it on a CRT old school TV That's the thing is, and have fun with then it. Then you got to get a memory card. You do. Because you got to save. Absolutely. And then you're wor- I'm worried about uh, disc quality. Right, which again, I, I mean, I, I, rec- I acquired my copy complete in case uh, with perfect discs for about 30 bucks. Yeah. For that game. And, um, you know, and I, and I love That's that game. That's true. As soon as we start looking at, let's say, Controllers, memory card, and game. We're looking at maybe a seventy dollars investment, considering what game he wants to play. Yeah, you, can you buy could it probably, for twelve ninety nine on the PSN for PlayStation Three. You could probably buy a PS Three between seventy and a hundred bucks right now. Right, but how many other? But knowing Sci Fi AJ, how many games on the PS One are super important to him? That if he bought a PS One and it worked, that he could then c- create a collection of PS One games that a re- retain a value. Very that, true. That if he wanted to turn around and actually, you know, like he just got tired of them, didn't want them anymore, he could actually get some of his money back because he has the original discs versus a digital download that means nothing to him. I think for I think he's an ease of use kind of guy, and I think it's easier for him to do the PS3 route than it would be the to do the PlayStation One route. I mean, when he comes over to to the game room here, he loves it. 
He he and and he gets the option to play the original or or a, an HD remake since we generally have both here. Right. He plays the original every time. Yes. So I mean, as much of ease that. of use, I also think he nostalgia and just like playing it in the original form that he played it back in the day is important to him, which is important to me. Like, I will play Super Metroid if I have the option on a Super Nintendo any day over something else. Yeah. I only play it on something else when I don't have the option anymore. So I don't know. I mean, buying a PS3, yes, but how much longer will the digital store be active for a PS3? I don't know. Where I could buy a PS2, have a physical copy, and it plays and, and it works anytime I want it to. How long does the data last on those now? Like CDs, like made from back then, like in the nineties, they don't. Their shelf lives are getting close see, to the end, right? Yeah. See, I don't know a lifespan on on the PS ones because they were they were different. They weren't just a traditional disc. Right. They they had the weird black bottom, and you know, I, I'm not sure what the lifespan on these discs are anymore. They just colored them black. It really didn't make them special in any sort of way. It was just an identifier to notice counterfeit discs more quickly. Yeah. It really they there really wasn't barely any change in the process of how they made those discs. Yeah. And, um, and the life- shelf life, uh, they're not like cassette tapes. You keep a CD in a case, it should last a long, long time. And we're talking about something that's uh, that's uh, man- quality manufactured plastic and aluminum. I think aluminum is the metal they use in compact discs. They, they don't have like a half-life or something like that or a shelf life like you would have with a cassette tape where over time you you, know, you lose the, the magnetism that's in a cassette tape. You don't, you don't have that with a CD. Okay, it's, it's I wasn't a, It's sure. a laser-marked piece of, I believe, thin piece of metal. In, you know, if Now, if there were a chip in the side of the disc or an air pocket were to get in, there could be some corrosion, but I would say 98% of the PlayStation games made, if they you know, were kept in good shape, they should still fire up just fine today. Cool. All right, well... Sci-fi. I think buying the uh, the original equipment is always the way to go. But if you're looking for ease of use, the PS3 is also a good option. And hopefully, to your question, hopefully PS4 maybe does give you that. I mean, they've Let's started so. with PS2 a little bit, but you have to buy them. Fifteen bucks well, each. And you, and you could do that with PlayStation now, but now they don't have that right. anymore. So, so I mean, they it, may incorporate it. We point. could see something happening probably because maybe yeah. what Xbox is doing that that PlayStation's going to shift gears. But but they who they knows. don't really you know they don't yeah. care much if about you the play old it, games. Yeah, if you want to play it right now, you have to. Yeah, I would look at the the two options we gave you because the PS4 is not going to give you many options. All right, last question. Here we go. It's from your boy DD. Yeah. Sup, fools! It's your boy, Dirty Dylan. Here's a, he's a retro movie. Here's a retro movie question for you. If you could, bang. Sorry, if you could bang. What does this say? Oh, let, let me read it. Yeah. I'm good at reading what Dylan has to offer. Uh, if you could tea bag ah. a movie villain, I think that's what he was going for. Tea bag a movie villain from the 1980s. Who would it be? And of course, stay filthy, DD. Oh, DD. Teabag a movie villain. If you could teabag any movie. Oh, I see it now. Now I see it. Yep, that's probably what he meant. Oh, if I could teabag a movie villain from the 80s. Man. You know who I I, I know? Okay. Hellraiser. No. (laughs) Ouch. Nah. If I could teabag a movie villain, Predator. You want to know why? 
Because that means I'm pretty badass if I teabag the predator. <laughs> like, oh, who'd you teabag? I teabagged the predator. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty ballsy move. Is he dead? He's at least unconscious. Okay, so those little, those little like, fang teeth aren't going to, like, latch onto your no, sack. No, no, he's unconscious. Off. You're straight up, like, sacking him in the forehead or however you want to oh, consider it. I'd go xenomorph alien, then. You could still get some acid on your balls. I could, but that's but that's because I'm a badass and I'm going to play that. I'm going to gamble that game. So you're you're gambling more than I'm gambling. Now is this like in the '80s? But maybe I still have the ability to take a selfie with my cell phone. Somehow. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Xenomorph for sure. Hans Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Chops. <laughs> the winner is you. Definitely Hans Gruber. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man when he goes Ooh. evil. <laughs> then you might get stuck to him, though. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how warm your balls are. <laughs> Wait, could you count Rick Moranis when he was when he was taken over by Zool? Ooh, when he was when the he's key, like the wild man running around the outside key master? the Yeah, when he's the key master running around outside the restaurant, you just teabag Rick Moranis. <laughs> I don't know if you can ever count him as a villain, oh, but man. just teabagging Rick Moranis. I, I would also teabag up. Biff. Oh, Biff. Oh, Biff. oh yep. but you could teabag Lord Helmet from Spaceballs and still get to teabag Rick Moranis. <laughs> done and done. That's a double teabag. I like it. Surprisingly, DD, this was a good question. The Joker from Batman. <laughs> Jack, yes, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, he's got us. He's always got that smile on his face. Oh man. All right, well, there you go. There's some people who... I know you said pick one, but there's a there's a list for there's you. There's a list of teabaggable 80s villains. Guys, This uh, that was a question from DD. As always, saving the best for last. So we're going to wrap it up. We've ran way too long, and uh, thanks for hanging out for our top 30 bullshit list from Games Radar. Um, we air every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and, of course, BXAP.com. Thanks to Detroit Beer Collective for sponsoring this podcast. Check them out, DetroitBeerCollective.com. Use the code BXAB at checkout. Save 20% on all orders over $25. Make sure to check out our last episode, the NES Madness, on The Legend of Retro number 11, and also the BXAB podcast on Tuesdays on our website, BXAB.com. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Keep playing retro. We'll see you next week. When the legend continues. 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 Continue?